Hurts and the gun. Hurts screens it out on the far side to Devontae Smith. Across the five, into the end zone. Touchdown, Devontae Smith. What a great job by A.J. Brown on the outside. The dynamic duo. A.J. Brown gets the block. Smith gets that little quick pass, and he just sprints to the end zone. What that was music, Mike. Um, it was over pretty quick. 14 points in the first quarter. 14, 14 points in the second quarter, 28 to nothing, halftime lead. And then from there, the Giants ran. They were just running the ball, and they ended up getting a touchdown. But that was pretty much it as the Eagles dominate the Giants. We're live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia. John Marks, Ike Reese, and joining us at 4 o'clock after every Eagles game is Donovan McNabb, and he joins us right now. What's going on, number five? How are you? Uh, just having another great day, having another great day. How about you guys? Oh, we're fantastic out here, big fella. Um, <laughs> headed to another NFC championship game. Uh, uh, the boys Saturday night, man, I don't know if they could have played any better. Um, just your thoughts on, you know, the opening drive. You talked about running the football last week. They had 44 rushing attempts, 200-plus rushing yards. Just, just your thoughts on really how the game started and how the Eagles played in that first half. Well, you know, I, I felt it was important for offensively for us to establish the run game versus the Giants. I think when you go back to just their last couple games, in order for you to open up the play-action game in which will isolate tight ends versus linebackers and running backs versus outside linebackers, you have to be able to run the football. And fortunately, we were able to run it effectively, which set up, uh, you know, our, our play-action game in which we utilize the middle of the football field and use and also did some quick games. I think that was important for, obviously, our quarterback coming off of injury uh, to kind of get get the arm lubed up and, and get him going just for some quick games, some receiver screens, uh, some check wise or hitting the tight end. And then all of a sudden you can take your shots downfield. But I think offensively I was impressed by the play calling. I was impressed by the execution. And then defensively, you know, I had talked about, you know, Daniel Jones looking great as Minnesota in their fair defense. And everyone kind of hyped it up as such as all of a sudden now he becomes an elite quarterback. But when you play against a team with, with the secondary that we have and obviously the pass rushers, you have to make decisions quickly. And I thought that Daniel Jones was second-guessing himself, uh, which led to us getting some pressure on him and balls began to fly a little bit, uh, which ended up in the hands of uh, Bradbury. But, you know, also I thought he was just kind of indecisive. And I, I think it worked out in our favor, and I think we could do the same thing. Uh, I guess Brock Purdy as well. Yeah, we talked a lot about the the injury to Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I, I guess he's not a hundred percent yet uh, yet Donovan, but he certainly looks looked more than healthy, and he was he was very effective, especially early in the game. Well, you know, as the first game, your adrenaline is high, and you know, I know that he's probably around seventy five, eighty percent, which in seventy five and eighty percent, when everything around you is just starting to elevate, uh, it takes the pressure off of you, and we look great. Uh, this is a game I think is key because, you know, he can he may get about 5 to 7% better, which could lead him in the 80s and, you know, possibly early 90s as far as his percentage of, of health is concerned. But yet and still, I think offensively this has to be a game where we have to be well-balanced because they do a great job stopping the run versus their defense. And, and one thing that we have to be able to attack uh, versus this secondary is we have to be able to get over the top. Now, they'll play a lot of single safety and, They'll play some quarters coverage, which 
yeah, we can hit, you know, our receivers on some curl routes, some out routes, uh, and maybe some, some combo routes, but we have to be able to get the ball over the top versus the secondary. And if we can do that now, that puts a lot of pressure on Tobiko Ryan to now start to blitz, in which I think our receivers are a lot better than their corner. Yeah, and you're going to get Brock Purdy uh, on the road in this hostile environment. Uh, rookie quarterback, man, he's played well for them uh, within their system. But I would have to imagine if they're going to beat the Eagles, he's going to have to make some plays and can't exactly. play conservative. So what do you think a young quarterback coming in here on the road in the NFC Championship game, what do you think that's going to be like for Brock Purdy? Well, it's going to be a hostile environment. But, again, we have to play a chess game with, with Kyle Shannon uh, because he's going to find ways to get the ball in, in McCaffrey's hands in the air. Uh, I believe they're utilizing him a little bit more in the passing game as well as the Debo Samuels. And so um, we have to think about who we're putting on these particular players. And, and for our linebackers, it could be a little bit more pressure and, a, and somewhat of a mismatch with our linebackers versus Debo Samuels and McCaffrey. Uh, so will there be a safety that may cover? Will it be a nickel that will end up coming in and covering uh, McCaffrey to kind of neutralize their passing game a little bit? And then when they decide to run, we got to be able to fill up, fill the gaps and be able to uh, neutralize that run game where we're holding them to three yards or less uh, versus every carry. So um, if we can also – I think what Dallas did very well with their defense is they made Brock Purdy get off of his spot to get him moving outside the pocket. That works out in our favor if we get Brock Purdy having to get out of the pocket and have to scramble. So if we're able to do that, uh, that works out uh, as far as our defense is concerned. That is Donovan McNabb. Donovan, Mm -hmm. um, it's Monday, but are you expecting the Eagles to win the game on Sunday? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, I believe this is the point because I talked about momentum so much. I believe we have the momentum going in right now. with our starting quarterback. And with our starting quarterback, we play a lot different than what we did with Gardner Minshew, not to take anything away from him, but the offense and the defense seems to elevate uh, because they're playing for each other and obviously playing for him. He's a big leader on their team. There's a reason for that. Uh, It's just that we have to play mistake-free football in this particular game, and I think we will do it as such. what will lead us to, to coming out on top. I'd like to get your thoughts, man, before we get you out of here. This will be, I believe, the sixth, yeah, the sixth NFC Championship game that's seven. been ho- uh, that's hosted here. I'm thinking is it oh, okay. seven? Okay, that's that's hosted here, and we had a chance to play in a couple ourselves, a few ourselves. A couple of them didn't turn out the way we wanted them to, but we right. beat Atlanta in that conference championship game. Um, what are the fellas going to feel like walking out that tunnel for that NFC Championship game Sunday in front of this in front of this Lincoln Financial crowd? Well, remember, it's only about a handful of guys that were a part of that team when, when we did win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, so those other other guys, don't they don't understand and don't know, and you can't prepare for what the way you're going to be feeling. Because really, to be honest with you, like, it really hit us in warm-ups. It didn't hit mm-hmm. us during when we came out the tunnel before the game. It hit us as we were going out to warm-up before the game because our yeah. fans were there, uh, family members were there, and we knew the magnitude of the game. And I remember vividly when, when we did beat the Atlanta Falcons because just looking down at them, they were cold and freezing. <laughs> yep. We felt like we beat them already. Yep. Because we were out there, no shirts on, no sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like, we're out there, you know, ready to play some ball, and they're thinking about the weather more than the game. 
And so I think with this particular game, it could be somewhat of the same with San Fran coming in. The weather will be what it is. Uh, but yet and still, this is an opportunity for these guys to understand it's just another game, but it does mean something. And so if you pr- approach it the way you just did in last week's game, and you approach it like we're playing against the Giants or you're playing against uh, the Cowboys, whatever it may be, then you can kind of stay even kill and focus in on the task ahead. Hmm. All right, well, one win away from uh, the Super Bowl in Arizona. Now, Donovan, we're going to be out there regardless whether yeah. the Eagles win or not. Ike was wondering Me if you too. have an extra room or two in the, in the <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, how's the guest room looking, bro? Well, well you know rates are going high for uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, we'll we definitely have to see you an invoice to see if it will, it will pass with the, uh, with the Reese family. Uh, oh, but, but believe me, we won't be getting any cheap rooms here uh, at the Big Dab House. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right, brother. Look forward to seeing you in a few weeks, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's, let's make, this, make this happen this weekend. All right. All right, Donovan. Appreciate it. <laughs> Number five. There he is. Air D&D, the Donovan. Air D&D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, the uh, I'm sure rates are high in the Phoenix area. Especially oh, I'm sure if, they are. You wait till the Eagles get in the Super Bowl. You're gonna have it, all these Philadelphia people out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to start counting the uh, the chickens no, before they no, hatch. No, no, but, no, no. but, but, and, but, and that's why I said we're going anyway. Yeah, we're going regardless. Yes. yes, we're going anyway. Yes, I just mean my whole thought process of is if we don't have to worry about the 49ers. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's so, so can legitimate I, po- opponent here. Legitimate. Can I be me for a second, just for a second? Of course. All right. So I worry that they beat the hell out of the Giants so so badly that they're too confident, that they're too confident and yeah. they're going to think that it's going to be that easy next week. Right. Just naturally, and the 49ers come in here and start throwing haymakers early. Yeah. And Nick Sirianni's Michael Jordan and calling on Angelo <laughs> and all this other stuff. Like, they're already a little bit too full of themselves ah, after the game. Yeah. So, I mean – that was an easy win. They dominated it the was, Giants. The yes. Giants were done, and they knew it, and it was mm-hmm. over. I mean, coming out like coming out like they knew in the second half. They were just they just wanted to do something on offense just to get it started. Right. That, it, it, the, the talent disparity was so like they knew they stepped in. They're like, wow, we're not even close. Yeah, to we're this not thing. ready. Yeah. And everybody saw it. So I do worry that the 49ers come in and. That's a much more – I mean, that's a, that's a better team on the lines. They're a physical defense. Season two, they were in the NFC Championship and game last week. They can run. I mean, last week, last year. And also that, that Shanahan, like, I mean, he can scheme up a game plan offensively that will affect the whole game, not just what they're doing on the defense. Yeah. And now you're relying on the offense to have to go score for score. And I, I just worry about that kind of stuff. I, 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 I do. I, I hear you there. And that's why the, the coaching matchup, it's interesting this week. Yeah. Well, three of these coaches are interviewing for head coaching jobs. How about that? Just in this matchup alone between Shane Steich and Jonathan Gannon and D'Amico Ryans. Like, they're literally interviewing for head coaching jobs. So that lets you know that the coaching pedigree is very high. And we already know that Kyle Shanahan is one of the best play designers and play callers in the game. It's the reason why they've been able to continue to win with the, the, the level of quarterback play they've gotten. Yep. So – Shanahan going up against Gannon is a real thing. Steichen going up against D'Amico Ryans, it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It really is. So um, I can only imagine what that film breakdown is going to be like for those guys this week, having a look at the multiple formations that both offenses use. And we know Shanahan likes to do a lot of misdirection, motions, and all that type of stuff. It's good that they played each other last year. 
So they do have some recall there sure. where they can go back to last year and at least see some concepts. And also, they're – But that works for the, for for the 49ers ways. as well. Yes, yes. But as far as the Eagles defense, they, they have veterans mostly on the defense. So the corners are veterans. The line mm-hmm. has seen Shanahan and the Niners yep. many times. It's oh, yeah. Just, it's just a different quarterback. Um, but they're going to give you different things. Yeah. Believe me, they with the playmakers that they have, that's really the unique part of their offense. It's because of the versatility. They can put guys in different formations. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if McCaffrey plays a lot in the slot as a wide receiver to see if you can get somebody, a, a linebacker matched up on him, a safety matched up on him. Like, that's the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff you need to do as an offensive coordinator to try to take advantage of the Eagles' defense, make them do things they aren't used to doing. And Steichen's going to try to set it up to where he sure. gets a shot to be able to go deep because, mm-hmm. as Donovan said, you're probably going to get a similar defense to what Jonathan Gannon runs, which is they don't want you to beat you over the top. Right. And they, and the 49ers do not blitz a lot. So no. for everybody that, was, that thought D'Amico Ryans was this super aggressive blitzer, well, listen, watching that, less than the Eagles. Watching that game yesterday, Listen, Dallas hung in there as long as their defense kept them in the game. Dak was throwing interceptions, right? And then the kicker started off by getting a field goal blocked or something or extra point blocked. That got into everybody's head. I give him credit. He did make the next two. But still, that looked more like a defensive battle yesterday. You know, Dallas with, with 49ers offense and the 49ers defense going up against that Cowboy offense that some people were like, you know what, uh, I don't want to face Dak. He got weapons over there. He got two running backs. Well, 49ers defense played pretty good yesterday. 49ers were, were fine with cook, kicking field goals early because mm-hmm. they, they were saying, we, I trust our defense that we're going to be able to score enough points. And then from there, they, they, they could be a little bit more conservative than maybe yeah. they, they normally would be. It did get to a point where they were like, you know what, we're not going to allow Brock Purdy to lose this game. Yep. But he made the one play to uh, Kittle. Yes. And that was more of Kittle making the play, but still – but that's kind of what they do yeah. in this offense. Yep. It's like, Purdy will get it to you. Mm-hmm. You got guys that can make, make – Because really, his defense gave him a couple short fields. Yep. And they didn't even capitalize no. on the interceptions. Now, I, I, honestly – field goals. I didn't think San Francisco looked great yesterday. No. They did enough to – I mean, they obviously did enough to win. But because, like, I, I, like you had said, there's a couple interceptions. I mean, and they didn't capitalize on that. Right. And Dak didn't look great. And they, they were offensively, they were able to run the ball. They couldn't finish drives. Mm-hmm. But the defense was good. What did, you think of, um, what did you think of Lane Johnson and how he looked out there? I was worried early because I, 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 they wound up showing a shot of him. I don't know if it was the first series or the second series where he was limping or something. Already, like, yes. It looked like, yeah, I was like, oh, Lord, this is kind of early for him to already be limping. He's not going to make it through the game. Then I didn't hear anything or see anything else right. with him. So I don't know if it took a little time to get it warmed up or whatever. I, I don't know. But the fact that Jalen wasn't sacked, there wasn't a ton of pressure on him, and I don't remember any penalties on him. So he did. Because the other thing you worry about is will he have to grab and hold sure. in order to block? Because you worry about whether or not he, he has the lateral movement there to stay in front of these rush ends. And did a good job. Yeah, I, I didn't. The fact that I didn't hear his name, that's a positive sign. Pretty much everybody did a good job. Yeah. Uh, for the most I part. mean, listen, the, the Giants were overmatched. They, 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 they had solidified their season when they beat Minnesota. I mean, that's a team that no one expected a lot from. They got a playoff win, and they were coming in to see the number one seed. They, they were overmatched. Yeah, they, they, didn't know, they didn't know what hit them, and it was no. over pretty quick. All right, Jack, um, we lost the, the screener. Who do we have here? So I want to take a phone call. 
California. Oh, uh, we got Ryan in California. Ryan is calling from the state Howie. of California, which the is 49ers, awesome. the 49er fan. Where in California are you calling from, Ryan? Hey, guys. I'm up in Redding, about three hours north of San Francisco. Okay. All right. Northern Cali. All right. <laughs> okay. What's going Huge on? Eagles fan, though. Lifelong. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, first on cars, thanks for having me on. Wanted to talk about, you know, the past 18 hours, I swear, it feels like the 49ers fan base has just been absurd and a little bit overconfident. And it, you know, there's a lot of weird things that happened this week. We had five years to the day, Eagles beat the Giants 38-7. to uh, And then we have this red-hot number two seat coming in to the link, and I just don't think they know what they're in for. They, it, a lot of the fan base, it, it feels like they've already won this game, mm-hmm. and I don't know where that comes from. You think they don't respect? Kind of the, yeah, you think they don't respect the Eagles? They don't watch the Eagles enough, or because I mean, listen, the Eagles were—they were the last team to lose a game. Uh, then they got out to what thirteen and one, fourteen and one, something like that, mm-hmm. before Jalen got injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe they're just feeling themselves because they yeah. won. They won what nine straight or something like that, ten straight games. I don't know how many straight games. I know they won a lot in a row. They haven't right. lost since they traded for McCaffrey. Nope. So, may, well, maybe they're just feeling themselves is what, was what that is. I think that's, you know, okay. Uh, I don't know. I just, feel, I just feel this electricity that I felt five years ago. Mm-hmm. Vikings fan, Ryan, Vikings game. fans were the, felt the same way. They mm-hmm. came down here, and they thought that, like, yeah, like, screw the Eagles and the Eagles fans <laughs> for going in to win. And when then they got the <laughs> – yeah, like they went. What did they do, Jack? They went to the to the art museum steps and they had well, a rally yeah. there. Well, somebody put a damn Giants jersey on Rocky. I saw that. Yeah, that doesn't go well. When are, when are people going to learn? <laughs> it's not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I need to see a Joe Montana jersey on Rocky this Please. weekend. Yeah, let's yes. let's actually set it up <laughs> so yes. it happens. But yeah, I, I just yeah. think it's. I just honestly think it's because it, I can guarantee you the 49ers team isn't feeling overconfident about coming to Philly. Right. To yeah, the, yeah, the players game. aren't. Yeah, the fans are feeling good. The 49ers are rolling. I'd feel good if I was the, the 49ers right now. Yeah, they saw, they saw that game Saturday night, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they saw it. No, they know. They know this is going to be a, a great game. What did you think of the final play of the, of the, of the game, the Cowboys and the, the 49ers? They tried to get Zeke killed out there. <laughs> That's all that was, man. Yeah, that lets you know right there Zeke ain't coming back. And like, yeah, go out there and hike the ball, man. And put a nose tackle right over the top of you and let him just smash you. That was awesome. I'm like, hold on. Like, is, are they really going to do this? They yeah. didn't have a timeout left, so I knew they, they had to actually snap it. 49ers called a timeout. They came back out with the same thing. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And Turbin got hit. As soon as yeah. He the, yeah. What an effective yeah, play. As soon as he like, caught the ball, he was down. Yeah. So what's the better play? What they did last year to get eliminated where they couldn't get another playoff oh, oh, oh. or that play? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's like, I'll show him. We might have screwed up last year. Right. I don't know what that play was, man. That play, that. Zeke snapped the ball. I'm like, what are we doing here? Why is offensive lineman on the outside? When he wasn't well, even eligible to go downfield. So. Right. You, yeah, like, you awesome. literally is taking a player out of the damn play. Hut, hut. Like it felt like you were in the backyard doing something. <laughs> yep. 
That's Mike McCarthy for you, though. There you go. There you go. I mean, seriously, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're like, really, this is how the season's going to end this year? And then I, after, after the game, Dak's talking about, he's like, oh, losing Tony Pollard. Oh, he could have really helped us with big plays or whatever. Like, we can <laughs> stop it. Like, can you beat Dak? Well, that, well, that did suck. Tony Pollard broke his leg. Well, it did. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but like. Well, well, yeah, what about those two picks you threw, oh Dak? Oh, my God, man. <laughs> yeah, what about that? Dak is ass. <laughs> Unbelievable. So it was such a Dak game, too. It was such a Dak game. Coming off a great performance against the Bucks, and then he has that game. He wasn't ready. No. He wasn't never, ready. Never going to be ready. Uh, well, one thing real quick about that, and I'll move on from that. From Jerry Rice. Come on, bro. Like, he has a, he has a, a helmet around his neck. Not, not, not a charm. Not like a flat helmet where you just see it from the side and you got the 49er SF emblem on the side. He has a little <laughs> miniature helmet and rhinestones around his neck. No, we don't believe those are real diamonds, Jerry. We know they're not. I mean, seriously. I mean, from the Popeye's commercials to that right there, I mean, the goat has really fallen off out there in San Francisco. Man. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. He really has become a little mascot out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's, yeah, he's there. Like, now they're he's tossing just... him balls like he's Mike yeah. Trout and, and sitting in the damn stands. <laughs> Kittle tossed him the football. Like, he, like, 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 why are you throwing Jerry Rice the ball, man? Man, because that, that's his glory now. That's the only way he can get back to his playing days. <laughs> Jerry Rice, man. 215 <laughs> Out there. I'm okay with jewelry, but I just, this is the actual helmet. Is on. He has a miniature yeah, helmet around his neck. It was a lot. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Which is a better look, that or the big hat? <laughs> the big hat craze that's going around. Yeah, I, I, I figured I'm not cool enough to, to find the what big hat cool thing. What is cool about it? There's not, I, 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 don't, I don't know, Jack. Jack I, look, I don't look know. Look at what James Harden wears exactly. on a daily basis. We know that that's not cool, <laughs> yes. but this is what these we people We know that's not wear. something I would wear, yeah. but I don't know what's cool. Jack, we got to get you a big hat. <laughs> Probably pulling off. I mean, if the young people are doing it, it must be cool. Well, yeah. I mean, then I seen Stephon Diggs with that same outfit James Harden had on yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That lets me know that's something that the, the, the cool kids do. Yeah, the cool kids. We're not cool. Like. We're not right. young either. All right, coming up. Uh, that looks like the hat. The, you remember Fat Albert? Of Fat course. Rudy. Yeah, Ru- Ru- oh, is that, is his that name Rudy, Rudy with the Fat hat? Albert? Yeah. Is that Rudy with the hat that comes over so. his eyes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, covered his eyes. Yes, yeah. the, the long hat. Yes. That's an actual fashion statement today? It is. Apparently it is. But I'd never know it if it wasn't for guys like James Harden. 215 9494 Jalen, what he said to the team after the game, we have that. Oh, phone calls. speeches. Oh, he's unbelievable. We're live at Chickies and Pete's Victory Monday. Uh, Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Tonight, Brandy Graham show, 6 o'clock. Eagles Pep Rally. Alumni will be here. The cheerleaders will be here at 7 o'clock. It is the Players Lounge. Ike Reese hosting Jordan Mailata. Elliot Shore Parks is here. That's all happening at Chickies in South Philly. It's a lot. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, um, let's talk about QC Connects for a second. Because just talking about him here the last couple months, it's always cool when you get an email or you get a direct message or whatever on, on social media saying like, hey, I called QC Kinetics, check them out, have unbelievable results. Um, somebody, somebody that has lupus, because my mom has lupus, and um, really, really bad joint pain, and just nothing has helped, and reached out to QC Kinetics, went in, for a free consultation, and it is working. So if you have aching joints, uh, whether it's your back, your wrist, whatever it is, QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced medicine, and they use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints. They're repairing and restoring your damaged tissue so you can move again. 
So surgery is being recommended. If you've had a ton of cortisone shots and you're just not getting relief, you should really check out QC Kinetics. If you have hip pain, arthritis pain, or lingering pain from an injury, before they operate, before you take another cortisone shot, call QC Kinetics to see if their life-changing all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. And as I said, it's been more than a handful of people that have reached out to me and, um, and just said, Thank you. QC Kinetics is doing wonders for me. They can do the same thing for you. Call them for a free consultation, 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics, 215-999-3000. We prepared our best and we played our best. When, when our best was needed. When our best was needed. Now, I don't put no, I don't put no levels to this, put no limit to this. Continue to grow and continue to, I, I lay everything on the line right now. Lay everything on the line. These are once in a lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So what the f you gonna do? What you gonna do? Mentality we gotta have, man, it don't have to be nothing different than what we didn't practice all motherfucking year. That's work your ass off every day. That stay together. We're family we unite together and we go dog together that's what we're gonna do that's who the we is so enjoy this huh enjoy this yes, but understand we ain't done Jalen hurts after the game in the locker room that was pretty colorful yeah we didn't hear a lot of words like <laughs> we were missing some i'm not sure what happened yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah um he's fired up he's fired up let's go Gonna be fired up coming up on Sunday. How was the how was the wait on how was the game? On, I love the game on Saturday after a win because yesterday was just good good mood. Everybody's happy. We got more football to watch. That was uh, it was it was cool. It was actually cool having it on Saturday. I'm glad we got to it on Saturday. Didn't didn't have to wait. Mm -hmm. The tent was uh, the tent was was jumping. I saw a bunch of videos from uh, it was Malcolm and Selick and Tori Smith up there with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, the crowd was uh, was A plus as, yeah. as as expected. Eight o'clock game, everybody was there, everybody was in their seats. It's rare that when the national anthem is being sang that everyone is in their seats. And um, you know, I like to watch from the press box up top. I love when they bring out the full field flag, uh, where they cover up the entire field. They usually do that for the big games. And uh, that's what Saturday night was when you get the entire field cover, covered with the, um, the flag while the national anthem is being sang. But, you know, when people are coming in, they're trying to get out of the tailgates late, they're in lines, or some of them are in a the concession stand, you don't necessarily get everybody there before kickoff, let alone prior to the national anthem being sang. So when I noticed that last night, I was like, yeah, this crowd is ready to go. Yeah. Everyone's in their seats. Yeah, regular season game, if you, you know, I'll have yeah. one more before we walk in. Maybe you sure. show up a minute or two yeah. late. No, oh, yeah. You can't be late for it, no. for that game. Well. Well, you could. I guess you could. Be. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could be. We're live at Chickies and Pete's. The best in-game experience for the Eagles championship game Sunday is Chickies and Pete's. Find a location near you at chickiesandpete's.com. The Twitter questions today sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, the home team, Mark's Jewelers gives you the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Visit marks-jewelers.com. But that really was a football game in the first half. In the second half, it was just like – waiting for the game yeah, to be Yeah, he's over waiting for the game to be over with. Nice celebration. You're hoping nobody gets injured. Um, 
I think we came out okay from that end. I know there was some speculation about A.J. Brown and what could be going on with him. Um, I have no idea. I know he was a little slow to get up off the ground. But when they don't, in two days, nobody's mentioned an injury pertaining to A.J. Brown. I like to think that they're, he's, he's fine. He's fine, yeah. And he's ready to go. Probably wanted more targets and be a bigger part of the game. Um, as receivers tend to want, uh, just ask Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. As you saw his guy yesterday uh, being frustrated. Um, but it's all good. That's a great – and that's, that's why I, I said with Jalen, with A.J., I'm okay with that because I know there is a genuine brotherhood there between those two. So regardless of what, who may feel about what, they're good. Yeah, they're this good. isn't something that's going to fester or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah, I, I don't know. A.J. didn't seem to be in a good mood, and he, I don't know if he – I don't even think he spoke to the media after the game or whatever. So no. you never know. You never know. But it's good. We still hadn't heard anything about an injury, so um, that eases my mind from that standpoint. Everything else will be that, – that, that'll get worked out next week. A.J. will get 12 targets next week. Yep. Right off the bat, Jack, can I do a, a, a first-quarter parlay over under A.J. Brown yards? Well, yeah. you could take uh, first, first touchdown score. Ah. That, yeah, that, that could be A.J. Brown. Yes, it could. Yeah, yeah like th- this, is a, this is the game where A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard, and Goddard had, a, had, had a, uh, of course he had a great game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's amazing. But, like, mm-hmm. this is where, like, this is why you have these guys for him. Yeah. Games like this, home field. And NFC you need them against this caliber yes. of defense. Yes. Like, I think back, and I didn't want to get all deep into it with Fire because that's his side of the football, and I didn't want him feeling like I was coming at his guys. But when you're going up against Tampa with in 2002 with three Hall of Famers on that side of the football, like you need playmakers, man. You can't have Thrash and Pinkston and Freddie and, and – and, As your only guys. Yeah, as your only guys, man, going up against Derrick Brooks and Warren Sapp and – Rondé Barber and John Lynch. and Like, you can't – you don't have the horses on the offense to beat those guys. Not like that anymore. No, it's not – man. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, like like I'm not anymore. in Philadelphia anymore, Jack. What is this? Because I really did it, – it, it, I guess it's a good feeling, but the, the, the amount of players that I've wished was a wide receiver here in Philadelphia over the course of 20 years is amazing. And they had Deshaun, he was good, obviously good, mm-hmm. and Jeremy Macklin was really good for a couple years, and you had the T.O. year or whatever. But outside mm-hmm. of that, like, you had Dante Stallworth, and you had some, just some good wide receivers. But man, Kevin you ne- Curtis. Yeah, you like, never. We went to the NFC Championship game with Kevin Curtis and D-Jack as a rookie. <laughs> but you never looked – other, pe- other teams, other fan bases never looked at the Eagles' weapons and be like, oh, I wish that was us, man. Like, kind of you, you look at Miami and you're mm-hmm. like, man, Jalen Waddell and and, uh, and Tyree Kill are, like, two really nice wide receivers. Yep. But, but same thing here. I mean, I like, I like Tyree Kill, but Devontae's probably – is Devontae better than Waddle or just – About the same. About the same, I right? Mean, yeah. Waddle caught 100 and some passes last year. I'm not going to act like Waddle's not a good yeah, receiver. Yeah, no, he's – And he got drafted before Devontae, so. Man. Not like – but I, I'm thinking about when I brought up Larry Fitzgerald. In that conference championship game. Well, Kurt Warner got to throw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bowden. And they won. And then, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're throwing the ball to D-Jack as a rookie and Kevin Curtis. Yep. Yep. Who was the – was it LJ? LJ was our tight end at that time. And LJ. <laughs> Who was the running back? That was B. Was, it still, was yeah, he still was there? B, yeah. yeah, that was 08, right? That was 08. 08, yeah. yep. Yeah. 
But with the, I, I just say that to say the weapons that we have now at the wide receiver position compared to a lot of those other years when we didn't. And the great thing about these guys, they're all young. They could be here for the next five yeah. years with ease. Yeah. Yeah, it really is remarkable how quickly Howie has. And two of them are already signed. And we'll, yep. we'll find room for Devontae. He ain't going nowhere. So that's one. That's the one pick how we got right at the wide receiver position. You think he's gonna let him go? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, no. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, the pick of course. He got right at the wide receiver position. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. No. All right. Rios and North Philly's been waiting since. What time did the game end? <laughs> Jack about eleven, eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Actually, it ended kind of early because they ran the ball Dude, so much. It wasn't even a three-hour game. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it we, ended kind of early. The game was over, and it I was, was like, over before eleven. Yeah, and I was doing dishes, and it was like eleven oh three, and I'm like, yeah. well, how long was this game? Like, it started at eight fifteen. Yep. That Bills game two weeks ago was like five hours long. <laughs> but Rios has been on hold for the show since then, since eleven o'clock on Saturday night. All right, well, maybe not that long. How are you, buddy? What's going on, Hard Chargers? Rios. What's up, Rios? Look, man, I'm going to have to stop calling 94.1 in the afternoon because um, them F-bombs by Jalen Hurts kind of, like, hurt my feelings. <laughs> you Let offended? me tell you something, man. Ain't nothing like profanity, right, man? Ain't nothing like profanity to get you hyped. The only person who don't use profanity who could get me hyped is Brian Dawkins, the GOAT. But other than that, he's man, profanity is needed. Yeah. yeah, he's probably the only one. <laughs> yeah, the only one. I don't know how he does it. It's, 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 he's just very talented with that. But I need profanity. Maybe I'm just dumb or whatever it is, but I need profanity. But anyway, look, check it out, man. Let me go on to, to these points. Number one, I'm going to say it here. On record right now, I salute the coaches. With that being said, like I told y'all, I'm like, I already felt, yo, the guy's going to do what they got to do. Coaches coach the damn game. Now, with that being said, the uh, the tower, which is Sirianni, man, he had Steichen doing whatever Steichen was doing with, even out, like, runs, passes, um, how, how he just balanced the ball, but with, with the runs – it just worked with whatever the passes and vice versa. It was like, oh, my God, so amazing. And then with the defense, man, right away, let me tell y'all something, man. Right away, I was looking. I said, let me see these damn D-backs just already 10, 10 yards off the ball. I'm, I was about to flip my mind. But you know what? Off the gate, it was like right in their faces, man. That's exactly what I want. Man, look, let them earn their money. Put them right in their faces. And let me tell you something. We almost blew the house up. Man, I seen it with my eyes. I was like, hold up, hold up. CJ, CJ about to blitz. Oh, oh, flip, CJ. With, man, I was like, CJ about to punch Jones right in the mouth. And then all of a sudden, what happened with CJ Blitz? <laughs> he got rid of the damn ball. And what happened? <laughs> Interception. So salute to the damn coaches. That's all y'all need to do. Ain't nothing cute, but that's all y'all need to do. Next. The offensive line. When you get the offensive line in the game, oh, my God, look how hype Lane Johnson and, and Kelsey was when they were, like, pushing people down the field on run plays. Huh? So hype, man. You have to do that. Look, what we did, we brought the disrespect. We was, look, violence produced results. Remember what I tell you. I don't care what y'all say. I'm a military man. Understand, violence produced results. There's a reason for the military. But anyway, that's what happened. What we need to do, hell with the dog mask. We don't need dog mask. We ain't underdogs. Everybody have a different type of villain hat. We're villains. We're bullies. We're villains. I don't care what you say. People are going to say, uh, bullying. Nah, yeah, we're bullies. That's 
thing? Boost the asses. Yep. Boost the ass. Well, let me, quick story. Boost the ass. I knew that when I first jumped out of a C-130, they gave me boost the ass. But anyway, look, <laughs> check this out, man. What? We need boost the ass to Bosa, <laughs> Kittles, and Debo Samuels. Why I say those three? I'm not saying too much on Brock Purdy because we're going to get him or McCaffrey. But I say those three because they the ones who set the tone like they tough. You're not coming in league to find out the field without getting boost to get him ass. Hey, it's Monday. I need y'all to shoot out individually like an M203, but swarm and attack right. everyone like an M249. All right, Rios, That's listen, listen. It's only Monday. What are those Monday. terms? Do you know what they are? Hey, man, military terms. Yeah, man. I'm sure they're real. <laughs> By the way, uh, Chuck yes. tried to claim boots to asses that you stole it from him, Mike, which I, uh, I informed him that you've been doing that since at least 19. Yeah, and it's from uh, it's from The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Yeah, I didn't make it up. It's from The Rock. The Rock yeah, it's wrestling. said it that's, many years yeah, ago. Boots to yeah. asses. Yeah. yeah. So Chuck did yeah. Chuck I can't did. claim Yeah, I didn't make it up. I just used it. No, Chuck made it up. Rock took it from Chuck. Right. Apparently. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a rock uh, thing. So some people were saying that Rios from North Philly, giving him credit for the pump-up speech, I say still say Herb from Northeast Philly got the team ready to go. Jack, you can't argue with the way the Eagles came out. No, and uh, is clearly motivated by Herb. You know, they were impressed by the 90-year-old in Italy that he's dating as well. Wow. Um, so, I mean, what a talent. What a talent. Is Herb up? No, he's not. Oh, okay. No, I didn't no, 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 know just, if he was setting him up. No, no, no. I mean, that, that actually about. would be how I, <laughs> yeah. I set it up. But. No, he's not a good reactor the, the day after a reactor. He's kind of a midweek and then Friday. He has to yeah. let everything settle. Well, because he doesn't see the game. You know how he never watches a game? Yeah, which I, I don't understand. Game. Yeah, like what are you doing on game day that Stuff. you can't watch the game? He's, he's, the, he's the biggest sports fan that never watches any of the, the actual Stop sports. Stop letting that 30-year-old woman lead you around by your nose, man. That's what it is. She's just driving him he's around. He's trying to keep up with her, man. Yep, he is. <laughs> Let's go to Jerry, the truck driver. He's got the truck horn. Yep. Jerry, where are you right now when we spoke to you last? Uh-oh. That's right, I'm I'm in Georgia right now, boys. So, are you on the Are you on the road? No, I just yeah, I'm on the road. I just pulled over there because I knew I was coming up. So, okay. um, what, what I got to say is, uh, um, Rio just kind of took some some of my thunder of the boost to asses because we just put a whoop whoop ass on the Giants the other night, and I'm tired. And I'm sick and tired of listening about this Brock Purdy cat. He's only seven and a, he's only seven and one when he leaves Philadelphia next week when they have their tails between their legs going back to San Francisco because that's what's going to happen. If anybody thought the Giants were going to come in our place and freaking kick, do any kind of damage, they were totally wrong. The Giants were just blowing smoke up their ass thinking that. So there's no freaking way they were going to come to our building and do any kind of damage when we got the best defense in the league, we got the best sackers in the league, and Brock Purdy's got something coming for him, and you can bet your ass on that. So, out of those two, three things I just said, we're going to win next week. We're going to go and play the Super Bowl against the Bengals because they're going to win also. They're going to knock Mahomes out because Jeff Burrows, in my opinion, is a lot better than – uh, Patrick Mahomes, just from what I saw, he just he was so cool in that game. And Jalen Hurt is just as cool, but I think he's even cooler. 
because of the, his persona, his, his uh, after-game speeches, his press conferences, and everything else that he does, he proves that he's the MVP of the league. And to give it to anybody else, the NFL has got something up their ass, too. Uh-oh. So uh -oh. After, uh -oh. After Jerry, Jerry they, they may. <laughs> I couldn't even get Paul's out. Man. Who set off this? This, this? Rios got everybody. No, I think Jalen set it off. We played his cut from the locker room. I and mean, you know what? <laughs> Rios heard the profanity yes. and he couldn't control himself. He couldn't control himself. Yep. Jalen can't control himself. I mean, that was a lot of profanity. And I like it. I mean, there should be a lot of cursing and effing and everything else. And he's comfortable with it, right? There's gratuitous, gratuitous cursing. Rios said there can't be violence without profanity. Right. And he, and he believes that. You know what I mean, though? Like, sometimes sometimes you use profanity to, you know what I mean, as to, like, accentuate what you're trying to say mm -hmm. or, to like, like, you're using it pointingly. Yeah. Jalen's just using – he's just using profanity, which is more what I like to do. I just like you to use it a lot. You think he's, he's using it without purpose? I, th no, I mean, there's purpose. It's just using it a lot. Yeah, I don't know if there's specific purpose for one with the overuse. Well, he knows that's how you got to uh, communicate with these Neanderthals, man. man. Come on, man. We're football way. players. That's the We're only thick headed. Right. Like, Jack wouldn't use profanity like that. <laughs> no, I was a lead-by-example guy on the baseball mound. Yes. Yep. You know me. Although, Doc, his doggone-its were so violent when he would say it. Well, that's he just uses the non-curse word. <laughs> yes, and he says it violently. Doggone-it, if Gomer Pyle says it, you laugh at it. If B-Dog says yeah. it, you go fight somebody. Yeah, you go beat up somebody, yeah. yes. How, how, do you, how excited do you think Rios was when Dallas Goddard uh, stiff-armed the guy, the third player of the game? Oh, there's no doubt. He loves violence. Just yeah. stood up and started uh, clapping. Yeah, I that's Rios. Dawkins, like, you know, also doing this, something, something similar. <laughs> Rios is grand as growing, growing Jack. I don't know if you realize this, but many people are messaging me. What's his handle on Instagram? I have to see all these videos. I'm afraid to go to his handle on Instagram. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to go to his handle on Instagram. Yeah, it's <laughs> what you would expect. He starts off, what's going on, hard chargers? He's in the sauna sweating with no clothes on except a towel. <laughs> I'm serious. It's Ooh, unbelievable. I almost got a 10-incher. <laughs> Listen, Jack, he's, oh, not, he's not nude. He has a towel on. Um, anyway. We're live at Chiggy's. Oh, thank God he's not nude. In South Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I, I was looking at him like, all right, how much, is a, how much is a ticket to get in this mess on Sunday? Mm -hmm. What's it going to cost to get in the NFC Championship game? The worst seats in the house. Which they go on sale tomorrow. Yeah, the limited amount at to 10. go on sale. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's pretty much 700 bucks minus the fees. And I, I forget how much StubHub or whatever site you're using fees is. So it's probably about 800 or so a ticket. For, you said for the cheapest? 700 bucks. 700 plus is uh, for, the, for a seat. I don't know standing room, what that goes for. But right. I, the worst seat in the house was $702 wow. minus the fees. Well, well considering. Listen, it's going to be a party. Considering that I knew people that paid sixteen hundred for a standing room at for the at, at the no hitter game, yeah, yeah. the game that, that we were at, paid sixteen hundred on the secondary market for standing oh, yeah. room. But, but believe me, if the, these prices wouldn't be here if it weren't someone that was willing to pay the prices. I'm, I'm honestly, so, I thought, yeah, believe me, it, there won't be an empty seat in that house. Come I thought Sunday. it'd be more, a little yeah. bit more. It might, it might actually be. If you're thinking about getting a ticket on the secondary market, I wouldn't wait. I would do right. it now because there's going to be a hunger for these tickets, and with less supply mm -hmm. and more demand, the prices are just naturally going to grow go up. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a hot ticket, man. And we don't get the late game. You get the earlier Which is game. Awesome.
Yeah. I am so happy to have the 3 o'clock game. Yeah, I do not game. want to wait around the 6 o'clock for a game. No. No. No, no. get the game. Let's get started. Boom. Get started. Pre-game show starts at 1, Dave. Be ready. Yep. I'll J- be over there. Jack Fritz was a part of the pre-pre-show with Hugh Douglas. Yeah, yep. he did a good job Saturday. I listen. I did. Yeah. Yeah, you were good. He was good. He had good chemistry. I didn't hear you afterwards, though. I did not listen afterwards. There was was Jack Chance at the pregame show. There was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brand is growing strong. Like, Ike usually goes out and signs, you know, takes pictures of the people. I also was out there. I mean, the show is just blowing up. Right. He's not exaggerating. He's a popular guy, yeah? He was standing next to me, and I was like, what the bleep are you doing standing next to me? The producer of the yeah. of the pre and the post game show is signing autographs <laughs> yeah, and taking yeah, pictures. What are you doing standing next to me? Seems inappropriate to me. <laughs> if I was Rod Lankin, I, I would have felt a certain way about it. Well, he saw he, Lankin was there. Yeah, I know. It's like the one picture that you snapped. I think Rod was sitting in the background. Yeah, I put him in the background on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Left him there too. It was a. It was yes. Saturday. Was a good day all around. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah, day all we even have a full. We even had a packed house at the pregame show. Man, for an entire show. Yeah, for a whole yeah, two no, hours, no, you were there. You couldn't even see in the in the videos that I saw. You couldn't even see the end of the crowd. It yeah. was just kept going back and going back. Yeah, they were there. They showed up in full force. Well, this is all very exciting. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia, and tonight, go where the players go. Brandon Graham show coming up at six o'clock. Players Lounge with Ike Jordan Mylata. Elliott Shore Parks, that's coming up at 7 o'clock. Eagles alumni is going to be here tonight. I'll let you know when I, I find out who that is. The Eagles cheerleader is going to be here. So it is a big Eagles pep rally tonight at Chickie's in South Philadelphia. We're back. The top five at five, and Jack has his game balls that he's giving out. Then back to the phones. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP.